The Chicago Bulls simply just take care of business in the way that they needed to last night against the Portland Trailblazers. We're going to talk about that game, how important it was, the Bulls' upcoming schedule, and it's Saturday, so you know we're diving into the mailbag. We're about to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So before we get started on the show, right, before the plugs, anything else, I want to thank you guys. For those that know, uh, if you're on the podcast side, you, you probably aren't aware, but I had a death in the family. And so it kind of took me out uh, yesterday, not going to lie. It's probably one of the, the more rough uh, losses that we've had in the family. But um, I appreciate all the condolences, all the kind words, all the love, all the support. And it just really highlights the fact of the family that we're building here with Chicago Bulls Central. And I want to shout out to Steve-O, Big Kev, C-Dub. Everybody for stepping in over the course uh, of the day yesterday for me to just handle the live streams, the post-game show, the halftime hangout, p- uh, pre-game show. And it just reminds me of just what we're building here with the whole Chi-Town Sports Central Network and uh, the fact that, you know, my brother stepped up and really, you know, helped supported me um, in, in the time. And then you guys also in the comments, you supported them. You still showed up. I really do appreciate you guys, man. And I didn't want to go through this show or make it too far without saying thank you to every single one of you guys. Now, with that said, let's go ahead and get to the comment. Welcome up to the content, I should say. Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, man. Uh, right off the top, if you want to follow the show, make sure you do so at uh, Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we're on. You can follow me personally at CEO Hayes, at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. But let's get into it. So the Bulls had a solid win last night against the Blazers. Now, Dame Lillard, the, 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 the Blazers are missing all their key pieces, basically. Let's just be clear here. And the Bulls did not play the greatest first half of the game. I want to be very clear in that it was because of Zach Levine that we really stayed where we were in that in that first half of the game. But God knows, thank. And when the second half started, it's almost like the players were reminded that it was time to turn the lights on. And how the Bulls played in that second half, the fact that Zach Levine did cover carry us in the first half, it was just it was a fun game to see to sit there and watch. Zach Levine going for 33 points in this game, 12 of 20 shooting. He also had eight assists, four rebounds, one block. And the thing with Zach Levine and when he plays like this, I know a lot of Bulls fans, rightfully so, have the question of can, is, can Zach Levine get your wins, right? That's why a lot of Bulls fans, they at the notion of, not, of DeMar not being on this team, they really bulk at it because they're like, hey, no, we, we need DeMar to win. And Zach and Vooch have always been a great combination. And I think some people forget if it wasn't for Zach Levine, uh, missing that last, you know, what, like what was it, like 15 games um, with COVID the, the year that we traded for Vooch, we would have been a play-in or playoff team that we were, that was our trajectory. And, you know, not to say that DeMar isn't needed because we do. And, and as you saw, like when you didn't have somebody to step up in DeMar's place, thank God for Kobe White coming off the bench, who we'll talk about here in a second. It, you, you, you just see the balance in the way, that, the reason why the team works the way that it did. But like Zach just had a game that just, that we needed from Zach in a game like this, right? Uh, Nikola Vucevic also with 15 rebounds, 23 points, four assists, one steal from Nikola Vucevic in this game. He did have five turnovers, but we're, we're going to look over that a little bit. Patrick Williams comes in with 10 points, didn't shoot the ball too effectively, but I do like the fact that Patrick Williams did take 12 shots in this game. You know, we needed somebody to take some additional shots, and sometimes we've seen Patrick Williams, even without DeMar on there, still have his four or five shots per game. It was nice to see Patrick Williams take more shots. I want to see him hit him at a better clip, of course. But it was good to see him take more shots in a game where we needed him to take more shots. Alice Cruz only took two shots in this game, scored six points. Pat Bev uh, was one for five for four points. 
But then you get to the bench for the Chicago Bulls, right? You look at Io DeSumo, who has really had not even an up and down season. It's been primarily a down season for Io DeSumo in his sophomore season. He scores 13 points, goes five or six shooting in this game. Yes, a lot of those points were, you know, when the game was kind of already decided, but he stepped up. And Kobe White, let's, Kobe White, in the season that he's had, and we're going to talk a lot about him in the next segment overall, but 19 points. The second highest plus minus on the team with plus 24, um, set going seven of nine from the field. He he and Kobe White and just how he's also just doing other things other than scoring, but he's been coming along scoring wise, which we're going to talk about up here next. Overall, the bench played pretty solidly overall. Dalen Terry continues to show why he should probably be getting some semblance of minutes for the Chicago Bulls team because he looked good having a, a, a positive plus minus of plus 15 only taking four shots, but also getting four re, uh, four rebounds, three assists, just showing his ability to stuff the stat sheet and just be a damn good basketball player. Overall, this Bulls team gets a win against a team that they should have gotten a win against. Let's just be clear. This was the bones of the Portland Trailblazers, and the Bulls should have used and did use, hopefully, this win to really get back on track, clear the cleanse the palate from that tough loss at home against Philly, and now they have to go back and play in Los Angeles, which we'll talk here in a minute, but one of the players that I did talk about was Kobe White. And I just want to talk about Kobe White. And Billy Donovan, even after the game, saying this, I, I think he's really evolving into a two-way player. And that is true when you see Kobe. I don't know a lot of Bulls fans still have their issues with Kobe and the fact that Kobe was selected seventh, and he's probably never going to return into what we thought we were getting with the seventh overall pick. But that does not that does not need to stop us from acknowledging and realizing he's turning into just a damn good basketball player. He's doing the things. That, that that need to be done, especially as a bench and a sub player in the NBA. Good defense, solid passing uh, overall. You know, he had four rebounds, nine assists, two steals in this game, only two turnovers. Kobe White is, is turning out into a well-rounded player. Matter of fact, over Kobe White's last four games, that shooting is starting to come back for him. He's averaging 16.75 points per game over the last four games. He's, he's doing that on 60% shooting from the field and 51% shooting from three-point range. Those are not numbers you just overlook. Now, of course, we want to see that be a little bit more consistent for Kobe, and he only has nine games left to show it over this season and whatever we do in the postseason. But Kobe White has absolutely made a statement for why he may need to be the player that gets re-signed in this offseason. And I do, and I seriously do think, whether right or wrong, AK does have this thing now where he does not want to continue to see players go away and develop. The Laurie thing, like even Troy Brown Jr. turning into a nice role player for the Los Angeles Lakers, right? You have those things. So I do think that AK is looking at, at this and maybe saying, hey, I don't want to let go of a player that's going to go after building some confidence and go to the next team and maybe be exactly what we needed. So we'll see what happens with Kobe White in the offseason. But I love what Kobe White's turning into as a player. I love the confidence he's playing with as well. And I just like how he's going about his business. And he's given us things even outside of shooting when that shot isn't falling. You guys can let me know what you think on that down below. Now, the Bulls get a win. They got nine games left on the season. And our next three games are all against L.A. teams. We have two games against the Lakers and one game against the Clippers over our next three games. And listen, it's important for the Bulls to take advantage. This, these are not going to be easy games, even though the Lakers are projected to be missing LeBron James um, and then the, the Clippers are projected to be missing Paul George. These are still teams that are definitely better teams than the Chicago Bulls. You may have to question the Lakers. Their Lakers are just playing great basketball right now. They are playing really solid team basketball. Anthony Davis is being healthy and locked in. The Bulls need to take care of business against these teams, right? And we're talking about a Bulls team that is that is f firmly keeping their grasp on that on that playing spot 
But if they want to continue to do it, they have to have another successful and win the week next week. We won the week this week. I know we had a tough loss against Philly, but the Bulls won the week. So now we have a game against uh, LA on Sunday, a game against the Clippers on Monday, another game against the Lakers on Wednesday, and then we face Charlotte on um, on Friday and Memphis on Sunday, right? So we, like, like in the Memphis game next Sunday starts a brutal last week of the season for the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls need to get these next, out of these next four games next week, the Bulls need to realistically win at least three of them. And the Bulls keep pushing. And they, and as the Bulls keep winning and keep doing these, you know, these, these longer, yes, they're, they're getting losses, but they're winning more games than they're losing. And for the Bulls to continue to, if they can, t- can continue to play like that, maybe they can get up into that eight spot. And why me and Pat talked about that over on Locked on Bulls and why that eight seed is so important, because if the Bulls can get to that eight seed, they only need to win one game to then make it out of the plan into the playoffs. If they, if, and they have also a buffer. If they do lose that first game, they still then can get another bite at it in the next game to still make it out that playing tournament. And it's not outside the realm of possibility for the Bulls to do it. Right now, they have a two-and-a-half game advantage over the Indiana Pacers and the Washington Wizards. They are only one game uh, one game behind uh, the Toronto Raptors for the ninth spot, only a half game behind the Raptors for the ninth spot, and one game behind the Atlanta Hawks for that, for that eighth spot. And the Atlanta Hawks right now are four and six in their last 10, while the Bulls are six and four in their last 10. It's not outside the realm of possibility. And if the Bulls can get it done, hey, postseason gets a little bit more hopeful for the Chicago Bulls, man. You guys can let me know what you think on all that down below. All right. So it's Saturday. It's the weekend. That means we have the mailbag. And so we had a lot of voicemails in over the course of this week. So if you do not hear your voicemail today, that does not mean it's not going to be played. It's going to be played on tomorrow's episode. I just want to make sure everybody will be included. So I just want to make sure everybody knows their voicemail will not be missed except one. We did get one voicemail and somewhere in the middle of the voicemail, the audio just goes out. So uh, if you left that voicemail, which I'll, I'll talk about more tomorrow, unfortunately, I can't get to that one. But other than that, we're going to get to all the voicemails this weekend. But let's get into this first one. This one's from Jonathan. Hey, hey, Jonathan. Just calling, man. Just got to, I got to talk. Just wondering what you're thinking about. It's in regards to Io. So I'm just wondering, is Io Tony Snelling us? The dude seems to have some, a lot of stone facing, not a lot of personality at times. Um, inconsistency with self-confidence has spurts of showing a lot of promise, but just doesn't seem to piece it together. Doesn't seem like he's that present all the time. And I just remember feeling the same exact thing about Tony Snell, just waiting, just waiting for him to be consistent, waiting for him to get in with the guys and just show that dog in him. But it just never really happened. So I was just wondering, wondering what you think about that. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for all that you do. Wow. Okay. So first of all, you Io Desumu, the next Tony Snell. Come on, bro. Like, don't get me wrong. I understand completely what what, what you're saying in that, especially like the Tony, the, like the looking lost thing at times. But I think Io Desumu already has has flashed more ability than what Tony Snell showed for for the Chicago Bulls. Now Tony Snell went on to other teams and showed even more flashes. But I I, I can't compare Io Desumu to Tony Snell. I think that's a little bit of a that's a, that's a tough call, bro. But Hey, I respect that you feel in that way. And I think this, Io still has tons of promise. And Io has shown an ability to be a player that, if nothing else, defensively, and I want to see him get back to being that that nightmare defensively um, for, for oppo- uh, opponents. But, you know, and sophomore slumps are things sometimes. And, and, and you know, and Io adding his weight and coming in as a starting point guard and things like that, hopefully, you know, he gets a better role that's more suited for him next season. Um, but I can't compare Io to Sumo to Tony Snell yet. 
the, 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 the more frustrating thing is that, you know, the Bulls didn't give him the three-year deal, and that means that we already have to now discuss the possibility of, well, not possibility, I would assume of going into free agency, albeit restricted, and what that means for the Chicago Bulls and having to bring him back. But I can't, I can't, I can't compare. I, that's tough, bro. That, and, I, and I know there are probably people that absolutely share that opinion. Maybe it's just my own trauma where I don't want to compare him to Tony Snell because God knows, man. Lord. Um, but yeah, Io definitely has some work he needs to do in the offseason. And, you know, if, if he's the competitor that we thought he was, um, if he is the player that, you know, if he is going to turn it around and if he does take this seriously, he's going to have to come in and do some serious work in the offseason. And let's see, hopefully that work, if it does, the Bulls benefit from it. And I still do. I think right now with the season he's had, it's made it easier for the Bulls to hold on to him. And um, so I do think he's going to be back in the Chicago Bulls uniform. The biggest question is, what level of deal? How many years? Is it only a two-year deal? Are we talking about Io Sumo being an unrestricted free agent again in two years? It could be stuff like that going on. But I do think Io's going to come back. And I do agree with you, though. He has some work he needs to do. He needs to lock in, rediscover himself and what he carved his name out for on this team. And then worry about the other things later. So that's my thought on it. You guys can let me know what you think down below. Let's get into this next voicemail. This one is from Brian. Yo, what's going on, Hayes, man? It's Brian. Just, just wanted to <laughs> – you know what? I don't even know where to start. I'm I'm still watching the game right now tonight against the Sixers as we speak. But it, it's been a frustrating season, and I do got a few things I just want to get off my chest. I, I do like the squad to a degree where we are currently. Yes, I do believe we still need some more pieces. What those pieces could possibly be, I'm really not 100% sure. But outside of that, I still will say that the coaching could definitely be a whole hell of a lot better than where we are right now. You know, I'm going to be honest. I don't I don't like Billy. Billy is not the right coach for the squad. You know, it's been too many opportunities where we clearly see things happening in game, and this man does not make any adjustments whatsoever. And then, just like tonight, we get on a nice little run, generate some momentum. What he do? Swap out the lineup, take a few people out. Momentum is dead, and now <laughs> we're right back down <laughs> when we just start building that lead again. You know what? I don't know. You know, this whole entire season, man, has been a complete roller coaster. But you know, I, I still believe that we have some upside. I would just like to see a better coach. It'd be nice if we could get email, but hey, you never know. But outside of that, man, keep up the good work, and uh. Keep it pushing. I'll talk to you next time. And Brian hits on something that a lot of us hit on every single day, right? The Bulls still need pieces. I think everybody knows that, like, and I don't mean that, like, badly. Like, that, that is the clear thing with this team. We need a better balance of the roster. We need more pieces to this team. But then you get into the coaching. And the coaching aspect of it is probably the most uh, a frustrating part of it because it's just like, like, you gave him an extension. And so because of that, and I hear the like, can we bring in Adoka? Can we do this? Yeah, technically we can, but this is the Chicago Bulls we're talking about. They're not about to play, pay a coach to go away who's in the last part of his disc, just not happening. Um, so, you know, it, it sucks, man. It really does suck. Uh, you know, that that you know, we have our issues with Billy Donovan. I do think that, and I've said it like this over on Lockdown Bulls and here, uh, AK is going to have to insulate this roster against Billy Donovan's some of his mistakes and flaws as a coach, meaning that you have to build a roster that is going to overcome some of the things that BD just doesn't do well as a coach, meaning you're going to have to have players with that dog mentality. You're going to have to go with those players that understand the role. You're going to have to go after players that are vocal and, and you can bring some leadership because a team that is missing leadership and you have a coach that may not be the best at making adjustments, it's going to be tough, right? So if this if AK can build a roster full of vo vo verbal communicators on the offense and defensive side, 
um, players that understand their role and excel in those roles, it can definitely help this team because, listen, Billy ain't going nowhere anytime soon. And it's unfortunate, right? It, it is. Um, and, and let me not say it's necessarily unfortunate. Like, like I said before, I'm going to maintain Billy isn't a terrible coach at all. He just may not be the right coach for this roster that we have. Um, and we'll see what AK and Eversley end up doing. But man, yeah, we got some work to do. That's all I'm going to say. We got some work to do in the offseason. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one is from Mark. Well, hey, family. Well, hey, family, I just wanted to address you guys on this one and, uh, you know, just respond back to the loss that we just had against Philly. I know it's early in the, in the week, but I wanted to leave this message. Listen, guys, I look at this one as a learning lesson. Yes, we played terrible. Yes, we did. But I'm not down on my boys. And I know you guys are not either. But I'm saying it to say this. If we don't have a loss like this, which is uh, playoff intensity, isn't this a good time to get it? Get it over with. We didn't lose much ground. I'm not making excuses us for course, losing this game, but I'm making common sense out of this thing. Philly was upset with the NBA. We all was wishing on a split from the very start. That's what we got. Now we're upset because of the way we lost in the second game. One loss is one loss. It doesn't matter. Now, you do make adjustments because we played very, very bad. But I just wanted to call in and say this. I'm not down on it now. We still need to show up in this Portland game. Now, if we don't play well in that game, then we have concerns. But if you look at that game we just played, playoff intensity, so it was upset. Top-notch team in the NBA. Come on, guys. We would, Any one of us would accept a split out, of it, split out of that, but we played bad. We need to do better. But if we're going we to learn through something of this, get it over with now, adjust through it, and work these last 10 games. Just leaving that message after this one. I will be on the weekend, too. Peace out, guys. Keep your head up. I think we're going to be all right. Let's win this Portland game, though. Marvin, always being the level-headed one, and he's very correct, right? We expected, and I even said on my preview of the week last Sunday before coming into this week, hey, if the Bulls can split with Philly, that's big for us, right? And we did that. We split with Philly and won the rest of the games, albeit we still got a game Sunday, won the rest of the games this week, and that's what we needed from the Chicago Bulls to come into this. Yes, the loss against Philly sucked, and the way that we lost the game on our home court, no less. It sucks. It's disrespectful by the players. That effort level was disrespectful. All of that stuff is still true. But we were hoping for a split from the start. And I don't think anybody would have expected the Chicago Bulls to be able to win two games back-to-back -back against the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, the way in, in which they performed in that second game is the, most, is the most disgusting aspect of it. But let's see how they rebound. One, They got one against Philly. Let's see how they continue to rebound going into next week. All right, let's get into this next one. This one is from the Bulls. What's up, Hayes? This is your boy, Big P. Well, the Bulls, uh, I'm going to make you say it. No, I just plan. Glad uh, of the good work that you're actually doing, uh, especially with the Bulls as well as the uh, Bears content. It's all fire. So I just want to give you props on that. Um, been busy. have been able to uh, look at all the shows like I want to uh, with new job change and all, but a uh, question, um, with everything that's going on with Alonzo Ball, um, hope as a, a speedy recovery, but just hope that he can do things normal in his life. Um, but I want to know, would the Bulls actually receive um, some type of insurance or money for the fact that he's actually not playing um, basketball for the, what was it, the last um two years and for a foreseeable future um because if i think he counts 21 million against the salary cap uh next year um can the bulls use his 21 million to 
uh, sign another player next year if he's not able to play. Um, they said he's going to be out for the full year again. So uh, that's actually kind of penalizing the Bulls. So just want to know um, the work. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right. So I've actually had a video on this. So I'm going to cover this in a more condensed area for you, uh, P. But here's what I'll say. When it comes to Lonzo Ball's contract, no. If we, the Bulls don't do anything, no. We don't get any of that money back on the salary cap. We can't do anything with that. But they do have two exceptions that they could file. They could file for a disabled player exception, which would then give us half of Lonzo Ball's salary back on our books. But his salary still counts fully against the salary cap. So meaning if we use that $10 million that we did in that exception, it would push us into the luxury tax theoretically unless they do some other things. Then there is the career-ending injury exception. What that, How that works is that the Bulls would file for that exception. An independent doctor would look at Lonzo Ball's medicals and make the determination, is there a higher chance than not that Lonzo Ball's career is over? If, the, if, that, if that independent doctor makes that determination, the Bulls then get Lonzo Ball's full $20.1 million salary back on their books as true sa- uh, cal- salary ca- space. Um, he, he still gets his money, but it no longer counts against the salary cap at all. And the Bulls can use that as an asset to add players this offseason. So it really deter- is determined by how AK wants to play this. And I've said this before. It's one of the bigger decisions AK has to make in this offseason because it really does inform and change how you can go about your business in free agency. So we'll see. He has those tools at his disposal. Does he use either one of them? We'll see what AK ends up doing. All right, let's get into the last voicemail from today. This one, this one's from Auntie. Hey, hey, what's the word? Your auntie just not getting in. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. Once the boys won the game, hey, I went out. I threw a motherfucker party. He had the people come over, and we got fucked up playing cards. And listen, I love the way I seen the second half. The first half, I really didn't like, but Zach Levine, he definitely carried the boys in the first half. He knew DeMar went in, you know. I mean, Alex Caruso, Ayo, Kobe White. I ain't going to say they some nobodies, but, hey, they was there, but Zach Levine knew what the fuck he had to do. Second half, I loved it. The bitch came out. They played. They did what the fuck they had to do. I loved it. I ain't going to lie. These last good four games, okay, we lost one game against Philly. They beat our ass because the boys came down with their guards down. They thought they was going do what the fuck they did to Philly and Philly, and they, they was not prepared. That's what happens when you want to party and think you win some shit out of town and you come back home and let your guards down. This is shit that happens. But Bulls have to understand, we have no time for playtime. We have no room for playtime. Like, that game with Philly, okay, I knew they were going to get their comeback. They were going to get their lay back. They was mad about that. We did that, but okay. Then y'all showed up today. This is the fuck I'm talking about. You really, I ain't gonna lie, the boys really fine trying to get in that play in or trying to get above. I'll give it to y'all. But hey, the offseason come. I'm not gonna lie. Debo, AC, Kobe, motherfuckers, they really got it up there like, what player would y'all pick between Kobe and IO? I would pick IO because he more aggressive. He has more potential than Kobe. I mean, Kobe's just not getting his shots right, just not getting his hammers right. Kobe been showing up in clutch moments, you know. I give him his. I give it to him. But I yo, I keep I yo before I keep Kobe. Definitely. The Bulls need size. They need shoes. If Leonard, if we can get Leonard, as I hear, he's a free agent. Get Leonard. Keep Vooch. Keep motherfuckers that build around Vooch and uh that. 
And, I mean, you keep showing the bitch slur, but I'm going to say, AC and I, uh, Kobe got to go. You know, Dave and Terry, he did this shit. I don't give a fuck. He scored a couple points, but I loved it. That young boy did this shit. Hey, they sat down that early. I ain't really got too much bad to say. I just want the boys to make it. That's it. I'm listen. Y'all pissing me off. Y'all bipolar. Auntie, I completely agree with you. I think most people will too. We loved what we saw from the Bulls in this game against uh, the Portland Trailblazers. And the the Bulls are seven to four in their last eleven. Right? They're winning more games than they're losing. And yes, they still have tons of changes that they need to make in this offseason to really so we can avoid this this area that we're in right now. We don't want to be fighting for playing spots. We want to be fighting for playoff positioning next season. And hopefully AK and Eversley make the necessary changes to get us there. Now, when you talk about us deciding between Io and Kobe and Kobe White, that is one of the biggest decisions. And I flip back and forth to it honestly every day. Auntie, I hear you that why you say that you would rather have Io, and those reasons are valid. I'm looking at it now, and I'm like, and it, it changes almost every day. But I'm looking at Kobe White and what he's given defensively and how that gap between him and Io has closed defensively a lot. And then you look at the, the shooting, and if the shooting's going to start coming back along for Kobe, it separates them even further. But then you still look at the fact that Io's never really been played in his exact position, and he was a scorer. Not a shooter, he was a scorer in college, and he's never really had the opportunity to be a scorer at that level. But again, he's missed shots at the rim and haven't had confidence. So it's like if if all things were even, if we knew that both players were coming in, same contract, same whatever, and you had to make the choice between one or the other, it really would have to be a flip of the coin building on that day. And I think it's going to be based on how they what they change on the rest of the roster. If they add enough shooting on the rest of the roster. Maybe at that point, you're looking at Kobe White's inconsistent shooting and saying, hey, we're going to bet on Io. If they change the team enough to where they need, they got defense and they need more potential shooting and a, a potential 20, 20 point score off the bench, then it may be Kobe's your decision. And then also, if the Bulls do end up following for either one of these exceptions for Lonzo Ball, we may see both of them come back. So it may not even end up being we need to decide between one or the other. It really is a unique place that this Bulls team is in when they have to make these decisions on Kobe or Io. I don't envy it at all. Um, I think both players have their own positives and negatives, um, and you gotta you just got to weigh it. But that is it for today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Thank you so much for tuning in and being the best part of the show. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See Red. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.